Hello everyone, God bless, I hope you're doing well. Welcome back to the Faith Podcast where we talk about everything to do with God, Jesus, Christianity and anything um, related to it. This is the third episode in the um, Studying the Divine Comedy series. So let's just get into it. This is Canto 3, The Gate of Hell, The Inefficient or Indifferent Pope Celestine V, The Shores of Acheron, Charon, The Earthquake and The Swoon. So first off is the inscription that is actually on the gates of hell. Through me the way is to the city don't. Through me the way is to the eternal dawn. Through me the way among the people lost. Just um, justice incited my sublime creator, created me divine omnipotence and highest wisdom and the primal love. Before me there were no created things, only eternal and I eternal last. And now this is the last line that's on the gates of hell. You probably have never heard this line, but you've likely heard um, a sort of rewording of it. All hope abandon ye who enter, which of course became abandon all hope ye who enter, or ye who enter abandon all hope, or some variation of it. So you've almost certainly heard either that line or some variation of it. These words in sombre colour I beheld written upon the summit of a gate, whence I, and that bit, whence I basically means that he's about to speak. Um, so here he's talking to Virgil. Their sense is master hard to me, which he's saying master is Virgil. He's saying he doesn't understand. It's hard for him to comprehend what's going on. And he to me as one experience, and so now Virgil is talking to Dante. Here all suspicions need must be abandoned and all cowardice must needs be here extinct. So you can't go into this place suspicious of us and you certainly can't go into it afraid. We to the place have come where I have told thee thou shalt behold the people dolorous. That basically means sorrow so we're going to be able to behold a bunch of people in lamentation and sorrow who have foregone the good of intellect. That basically means they've given it up. They've given up the good intellect. And after he had laid his hand on mine with joyful mine, which is M-I-E-N, I thought it was the German word, but apparently it's an English word that means patience. Whence I was converted, uh, comforted, basically, he laid, uh, Virgil laid his hand onto Dante's to say, it's all right, it's going to be okay, I'm here, basically. He led me in among the secret things. Now we have a picture all hope abandon ye who enter, which we don't. By the looks of it, we it looks like they're going into a cave in the picture. We don't get to see the inscription, which is sad. But you know, we see Virgil and Dante being led, not being led. We see Virgil leading Dante into uh, the gates of hell, basically. Their signs, complaints, and allutations loud re, um, resounded through the air without a stir. Whence I, at the beginning, wept thereat. Languages diverse, horrible dialects, accents of anger, words of agony, and voices high and hoarse with sounds of hands. Basically, languages diverse. Everyone, like people from everywhere, come from here. It's all different dialects. It's all different languages. Accents of anger and agony. People who are upset with their where they are. People who are just plain sad. And then. Voices high and hoarse. Some people haven't been here for very long, so they're shouting with high voices and they're still re relatively fresh. And some people have been here shouting for so long, their voices have gone hoarse. 
made me a tumult that goes whirling on forever in that air forever black even as the sand doth when the whirlwind breeds and i who had my head with honour bound said master what is this which now i hear what folk is this which seems to be a by pain so vanquished so he's basically saying what's this what's going on what's all this screaming and he to me this miserable mode maintain the melancholy souls of those who live without infamy or praise commingled are they with the caitiff choir of angels who have not rebellious been nor faithful word to god but word for self so this is basically people who didn't live against god but they didn't live for him they didn't really have anything big in their lives apart from themselves they lived purely for themselves it wasn't that purely for themselves for the world for the devil against god it was just literally they didn't have anything they didn't have a god they didn't have no god they kind of just without purpose the heavens expelled them not to be less fair nor them that uh, the nethermore abyss receives for glory none the damned would have from them and i o master what so grievous is to these that make it them lament so sore he answered i will tell thee very briefly these have no longer any hope of death and this blind life of theirs is so debased they uh, envious are of every other faith so it's monotony never-ending boredom and monotony to the point where they're envious of every other faith they're almost envious of hell itself they're envious of the people who at least get to do something so they're just kind of here at the moment no fame of them that um, no fame of them sorry the world world permits to be misery cord and this is a place in a monastery where the rules were relaxed and justice both disdain them let us not speak of them but look and pass and after it there came so long a train of people that I ne'er would have believed that uh, ever death so many had undone. And I love this, by the way. Every now and again, he'll just not put a V in. They're just Like, for example, the word never is spelled N-E apostrophe E-O-R. So if you ever hear me say a word like ne'er, just assume it's meant to be never. But he will, it, there are Vs in this. Like, for example, three words later, believed. Two words later, in fact, the word have. So, I don't know, that's just interesting. But also, I suppose, there's the, um, the the more important part of this particular line I just read there is that there are so many people who died that Dante couldn't believe it. There were so many people in that agony and that torment that Dante almost couldn't fathom it. Portwith I comprehend and was certain, comprehended and was certain, that this, the set, was of the caitiff wretches hateful to God and to his enemies, and caitiff just means cowardly. These miscreants, who never were alive, were naked and were stung exceedingly by gadflies and by hornets that were there. And I just learned that apparently gadfly is like a blanket term for anything that bites livestock, so for example, a horsefly. These did their faces um, irrigate with blood, which with their tears uh, commingled at their feet, by the disgusting worms was gathered up so basically they're living in their own filth they're living in their own dirt and blood and so on and when to gazing um farther i betook me so basically he went to some other place a bit further people i saw on a great river's bank whence said i master now vouchsafe to me so basically 
grant um, in a condescending way is what Google told me that means, so I don't know. That I may know who these are and what law makest them appear so ready to pass over as I discern atward the dusky light. So basically he's asking, um, Dante's asking Virgil to tell him what did these people do. And so Virgil says, these things shall all be known to thee as soon as we, our footsteps stay upon the dismal shore of Acheron. I'm sorry, I'm, I, I can't read sometimes. Basically saying, look, we'll go over there and then I'll tell you. Then with mine eyes ashamed and down, a downward cast, fearing my words might irksome be to him, from speech refrained I till we reach the river. So he basically, he's so worried about annoying his idol that he just shuts up for a bit and he just walks because he doesn't want to annoy him. And lo, towards us coming in a boat, an old man, um, hoary with the hair of eld, crying, Woe unto you, ye souls depraved! Hope never more to look upon the heavens. I come to lead you to the other shore, to the eternal shades and heat and frost. So basically this fellow brings the souls to the underworld or to the to hell, basically. And he's saying to them, there's no hope for you now. No heaven. That's it. You're, you're done. And thou that uh, yonder standest living soul, withdraw from, withdraw thee, withdraw thee, sorry, from these people who are dead. But when he saw that I did not withdraw, basically, um, he's talking to Dante there, because Dante is the only living person who's actually down there. He said, by other ways, by other ports, thou to the shore shalt come, not here for passage, a lighter vessel need must carry thee. And unto him, the guide, that's Virgil, vex thee not, Charon, it is so willed there uh, were his power to do, that which is willed and further question not. So he basically saying, look, just don't question me. Just let me do my thing. Thereat were quieted the fleeky cheeks. I don't know half of these words. Of him, the fairy man of the livid fen, who round about his eyes had wheels of flame. That's a pretty interesting um, development. And also yeah, basically quieted, just he shut up basically. But all those souls who weary were and naked, their colour changed and gnashed their teeth together as soon as they had heard those cruel words. That's basically the cruel words of, you know, you have no hope. A second now. So the next page is a picture. And lo, towards us coming in a boat, an old man, uh, hurry, with the hair of elves, crying, woe unto ye, so is the parade. And he just kind of shows the old man, he's only really wearing a garment. And he's in the water and he's basically rolled up towards them. God they blasphemed and their progenitors, the human race, the place, the time, the seed of their in, um, engineered and of their birth. So basically they're giving out about anything. They're blaspheming God. They're blaspheming the human race. They're not blaspheming the human race. They're giving out about the human race. They're giving out about the place they're in, the time they're in. They're giving out about the fact that they were born. You know, that's how horrible it is and they know that. They know what's basically coming to them. Thereafter, altogether, they drew back, bitterly weeping, to the accursed shore, which waited every man who fears not God. So basically, if you're not saved, this is where you're going. Charon, the demon, with the eyes of gleed, that's a sort of a molten metallic bead that's meant to be able to slide across surfaces sort of easily, beckoning to them, collects them all together, beats with his oar, whosoever lags behind. So if you're a bit slow to get onto the boat, he'll sort of, you know, bait you with his oar until you get on. 
So they depart across the dusky wave and air um, upon the other side. They land again on this side. A new troop assembles, so they form another group. My son, the uh, courteous master said to me, all those who perish in the wrath of God hear me together out of every land. So I think the usage of my son there, um, it might not mean much. It might just be like, oh, my student or something like that, something a bit not too informal. I don't know, but to me, because I don't know what, the context of the language was at this time but to me that suggests that they might be growing closer or that at least um, Virgil is growing fond of Dante so all those perish in the wrath of God hear me together out of every land and ready are they to pass o'er the river that's another word to be over its o apostrophe or because celestial justice spurs them on so that their fear is turned into desire so they're compelled to do this thing. Something in them makes them go onto the boat and go onto the other side because they know the celestial justice is pushing them. They know it's the right thing to do. This way there never passes a good soul. And hence, if Charon doth uh, complain of thee, well mayest thou know now while this speech impours. So no safe person comes down here, basically. Then we have another picture. Charon, the demon with the eyes of greed, Beckoning to them, collect them all together, collects them all together, beats with the oar, uh, whoever lags behind them. It's just a picture of a big long line of people that stretches off about as far as the eye can see, and he's there ready to wax some poor fella. This being finished, all the dusk uh, champagne, champagne trembled so violently that of that terror the recollection bades me still with sweat. So he's still so afraid of it, so you know, just horrified by it. It still makes him sweat, it still makes him nervous. And then the final line of the canto, and as man whom slept had seized, I fell. We'll learn more about this in the next canto. So thanks all for listening. I hope you're enjoying the series so far. If, you, if you're not enjoying the style or whatever, let me know. I'm always open to suggestions to try and improve what I'm doing. But I do hope you enjoyed. Thank you for listening, and God bless.